welcome to After Pulse, the extra podcast from the host of the Community Pulse. Let's hear what your hosts are talking about in this episode. <laughs> Is this specific to budgeting where they want that much advance notice on something? I mean, it's it's budgeting, but it's also just questions about travel it's questions about hey what should we plan for next year like i'm putting what kind of materials do we need to have right like what do i expect from next year i'm like i don't know because i don't know what to expect tomorrow or next week let alone it would be great if it it would be great it'd be great if there was a way to say i have this plan for a budget and if like it's like a choose your own adventure if we are able to do live events in month in q1 this is what it looks like. And if it's Q2, sure. this is what it looks like. Yeah, yeah. If it's Q3, it's been well over a year and a half and we have to question what we're doing here. Cool right. to do that much work. Well, and I think it's it, rad it, to it do goes, more work. <laughs> I think it goes beyond budgets even though, right? Like, do we change the entire, not the entire strategy, but like, do we change the strategy of- Yeah, because like- Strategy first, if, then budget. Right. So like for me, and this is something that Matthew actually brought up in the, in the channel, like, oh, this is cool. Like it's going to be interesting because I get to interact with people only online and then shift to in person as well. And I was like, dude, you have an advantage. (laughs) Like to me at least, because you haven't been inundated with the, like, I have to balance travel with online communities with creating content. Like you get to focus on online communities and creating content and but then in, later but in, on down the road, shift to like, okay, now that I have all of this information about my community and I've been engaging with them in these ways online, I have better better information to go inform my decisions about what we do with in-person events. Right. But then in some ways, he has a lot of the same issues that we talked about in the last episode mm-hmm. about the fact that there's no roadmap whatsoever. So it's like, yeah, I mean, he's, he's paving the road as it's before him, but eventually the road's going to catch up to him. He's going to fall on some bricks. I don't know how roads are built. I don't know if that came through in the metaphor, but that's basically how I assume they're built with bricks and and road. I don't know. Um, Uh, But like, seriously, like, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of like, you know, Oh, I'm painting my, I'm painting the floor. I'm painting the floor. I'm painting the floor. I'm in a corner. How did I get here? Um, And I think that happens a lot in the stages that Matthew was talking about, which is what we talked about in that last episode. Um, like it's it's a great problem. It's I, I hate it when people say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. It's a great, it's a great to problem have. to have. It's a great problem to have. Yeah. <laughs> well, so I a think, problem. I think that takes us back to the initial question that we were asking last time we did the live, right at the beginning of the pandemic side of things. Like, what does this look like? Can DevRel survive without conferences? And like, there were a few people who were asking that question genuinely. And a lot of us were sitting here going like, maybe our jobs have changed, but there's still a crap ton of work on my plate. Like there's still a lot of things that are expected of us. There's still like, take the stuff you were doing at conferences and turn it into content in different ways, right? Pivot to Twitch, pivot to online events. Like, right. And Jason's talked about different this a things ton. to do. Right. And exactly. I, I think we saw a lot of people, you know, losing jobs because their their only job was to go to conferences mm-hmm. and that's not come see my talk at devrel asia um that's not what devrel is all about it's not about the cult of personality it's not about only doing live in-person events mm-hmm. and those people are the people that, that kind of fell to the wayside in a lot of cases 
And it's not just their fault. It's also the fault of the people that hired them, assuming yes. DevRel was only one thing. Yeah. Yes. I, I've never come in. Is that also like also seeing that DevRel is external facing only and not internal mm-hmm. facing? It's just right. it's cut, cutting the job in half there. It's, yeah. it's so short sighted. And it's often, I think, short sighted by the people who the managers and the, 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 re, the people we report to, not by the people actually in practice. Um, I know there's some people that are like, cool, I got a job where all I have to do is external facing DevRel and talk. Um, yeah, okay, sign me up. But they don't like, they realize eventually that's not a great job. I had that job for a little while. It was not great. It was actually one of the worst experiences I had in my DevRel career. Um, it was really fucking boring. Because what what is your purpose? Like, but that's that's a whole other episode, folks. But um, but no, I, I I kind of agree. Like the 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 ideas there are that um, everything is in flux. But those of us who are willing to be flexible mm-hmm. um, and take on this different world are going to be ready for when it changes back again. Because I think that right. one of the overriding things that we got, and I know I didn't get to speak in the episode, so I'm going to dominate this after pulse. <laughs> I'm just running the court like LeBron, LeBron right now. Um, so like, I think the thing is, what's going to happen is we are going to see very much a hybrid situation. There's going to be better outreach. People are going to be more willing to live stream their live events. So you have the option to go in person or go virtually because, and I think SJ kind of referred to this, like it's really about outreach. It's really about how many people you're reaching. That's the point of an event. It's not to make money, certainly. For anyone who's ever run an event, you, you feel me. Um, but it's also not to like, you know, only cater to X number of clientele. Like there's exclusive clubs for that. It's not about gatekeeping. It's about trying to get as many people educated and informed as we possibly can. Creating to a me, space. Right. Exactly. Like, can you do that online? In some ways you can. And we're working mm-hmm. on figuring that out. Yeah. There's boundaries to live and there's boundaries to online. Right. It's, it's like- about pushing them and finding out where they work. What I like about, um, I think, if we're just narrowing on the DevRel, we'll call it industry or community, um, in terms of what's going on with your job during all of this, I love that. I feel like everybody on this call, and probably at least the people on the other uh, recording that I know well enough to, uh, you know, just know what they do, they spend a great deal of time advocating for a lot of the things I think that are making us successful in some of our events and, and a lot of the things that are driving the conversations, such as being a metrics driven org where, okay, here's, here's what we, you know, here's what we know is our baseline. And maybe that's like, we don't know anything at this point, but like just establishing what we know and what we don't know, then setting goals and trying to uh, make different adjustments to hit those goals or at least revisit those goals and see if those goals still matter. Maybe we should be doing something else. But it, I'm thinking in my mind, I'm going back to the um, episode we had uh, when we spoke with Donovan Brown about OKRs and how our mission hasn't really changed for a lot of us. Like you're still trying to yeah. be part of the developer community and work with those developers. Some of them are inside, some of them are outside. It depends on the on you know, the company and the industry and all these other things, but we're still, we're still like, we still have the same objective. It's just that our approaches toward things are changing. But what I actually think is interesting is that it's always been a little harder and squishy 
to track our, the things that we do in person versus now we're all virtual and like literally everything we're doing is tracked. Whether we have access to it or not and we can make sense of it is a different story. Mm-hmm. But it's all digital. It's all here. It's between the lines. And now we're looking for ways to like understand what's going on and and then make the decision, you know, when we can go back to meeting in person and like shaking hands and hugging and like, you know, doing like the stuff that for a lot of people, like that's a big part of what they miss. You know, like I miss that part. I miss seeing all of you in, in person. But if we're talking about a job and we're talking about like how we're making impact and, and what are we doing for the, you know, for the business, I don't know. The, the, to me, I'm just, I'm kind of intrigued and I'm, I'm really happy that we have already been advocating for this type of behavior for so long. And now it's like super relevant. And we've, mm-hmm. we've actually, I think, got ourselves into a position where we can say, I told you. I told you like we are like we play a huge role in all this stuff. We're not just flying around the world, you know, talking for 30 minutes and then running up a bar tab at the hotel. Like that's not what this job is. So anyway, I don't know, just I'm, I feel hopeful, I guess, because now the numbers are there. It's just up to us to like kind of make sense of them for the people that need to see it. Yeah. I'm just going to throw this out there. Like uh, everyone's heard of like in this area era of time about QAnon and I'm not going to get too political, um, but there there's been studies about how QAnon came up from uh, a, a void or a contention of information. This is true. That's not true. This is where you can find real news. This is where you can find the real, real news. And this is what this says. It's almost like that with um, in terms of developer relations is where the conferences may have gone away, but the interest and the things and the places they fulfilled in terms of connecting with developers and answering their questions and hearing what the responses are, that did not. And now there's all these other places where people are still looking for those answers. Developers didn't disappear because of COVID. They just went other places. So the interest level, you might see it diminish on one channel, but they're, they're, they're in all kinds of channels because they all are seeking that knowledge. And DevRel is not just going to conferences because it was just it was a good place to get people together, but those people don't go away just because they don't meet in the same way. Right. So I, I, I think the key for his talk, sorry, I need to, I need to get this out. Wesley, we're waiting for your talk, how QAnon is like DevRel. So yes, looking forward 100% to- episode number 57 of Community Pulse, how QAnon is like that. There's a version out there, but it's not real. It's not real. Um, <laughs> but like, I, I like what, I like what you had to say. And it kind of ties in with what Jason was saying with kind of like, you know, we're able to track the metrics of these things because I mean, for example, we did DevOps Days Buffalo the week before we recorded this episode. And uh, we saw people from way out, like we said, yeah, we'll get Toronto, we'll get Rochester. We had India, we had Turkey, like we had people from all over the world because they wanted to see the speakers that we had. Um, And to me, that was awesome because those people would never, why would you ever say, I live in Bangladesh, let me fly to Buffalo, New York, (laughs) specifically. You'd hope that the speaker the would come somewhere closer to you. Well, it is not. The wings not are pretty winter. good. The wings are great. Um, but yeah, I think we should probably wrap it up there because we're not going to answer all the questions. Um, and it's been a good after pulse. Um, sure. And we don't want the after pulse to go almost as long as the episode. No. Uh, but thank you everyone for joining us for another episode of the after pulse, the extra podcast from your friends at the community pulse. And we will see you next time. This has been another episode of After Pulse with 
Mary Thankful at Mary underscore Grace on Twitter. Jason Hand at Jason Hand on Twitter. PJ Haggerty at Asplenic on Twitter. SJ Morris at Sarah Jane Morris on Twitter. And Wesley Faulkner at Wesley83 on Twitter. Learn more at communitypulse.io or at community underscore pulse on Twitter. We'll see you next time.